0: I wanna win championships, I wanna win bowl games. What else is a better place to do than your city?
1: The power of home represents something. The DMV, like you try to explain it to people that aren't from there and it's hard to explain it. That thing we talked about, Marilyn Pride, It's real. And today we're gonna play
0: with Marilyn Pride. Please gonna go! Touchdown!
2: Maryland. The Terrapins have one last shot at winning this game. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, throws it off. Money. And he got it! And the Terrapins
0: win at the buzzer! Oh! Ho, ho. Stevie Francis,
1: showtime. Oh, what a, what a play by Fias. Holy cow. Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. Maryland pulls off the upset. Defeated number one, and the celebration is on. And the kids have done it.
0: Maryland wins their first ever national championship, holding up Indiana 64 to 52. And let's listen and look at the celebration. Let's go, Billings! Let's go, Billings! Let's go, Billings! Let's go, let's go, let's go Be not afraid
2: of greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and others host college sports and recruiting podcasts.
3: You're listening to IMS Radio at InsightMarylandSports.com. Your hosts, Jeff Ehrman, Paul
0: Douglas, and Larry France. Fellas, how about that new intro?
2: Not bad, dude.
0: That is Not amazing. bad at all. That how is... In- how many hours did that take? Uh, for me or for who I got to make it for me?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's partially me, partially me. And also, partially, I don't even remember, two weeks ago, I made a plea on our show for anyone who had experience with video graphics and all that. Well, that call was answered. Unpaidinternships.com. By, by one... Ex- X-Ray Hippopotamus is the message board poster's name. On the board, he wrote to me. He wants to be anonymous, so we're not going to say his real name. And we worked together on it. As you can tell, it's some of my old stuff. And then he just went to town, man. I gave him the audio bed, and I gave him some ideas, and I said, this is how I kind of do it. And woo, every time I watch it, I'm like, Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. You got to give me to give at
3: least comp him for a year or something because
0: that was that was pro, 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 pro stuff. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out other audio cool, uh, sorry, video tricks and techniques to make it really look pro. I'm not, not quite there yet, but this guy, X ray hippopotamus, man, did he come through! Wow, we, wow, we. That'd be great Sorry. if it was real no X-ray hip. Yeah, it's you know, not. You know, trust you know, me. No, no, no. Is, I know. What is X-ray hip
3: doing these days? Well, he's <laughs> lending his name to like a hundred posters on our site. You would not believe how many X-ray hip puns there are. For God, he has the highest like screen name to career quality ratio of anybody <laughs> in Maryland history. Yeah.
2: Like what? Yeah. What's X-ray hip doing these days? Wrong answers only. You know, like like that needs to be it needs to be a show segment.
0: <laughs> Wrong I mean, answers only. Yeah, yeah I don't want to. I don't want to answer that because it might be mean.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe did he make any, well. did, did. He go
3: make any? He make any good money in Europe? Did, did, was he one of those guys who went pretty up there? Or? With his athleticism and, and size, pretty much you can count on that they at least had like a little three five year cup of coffee. But I don't know because that's before I started covering maryland most guys of his stature they're able to at least eke out you know live the dream for a few years after school but
2: yeah well didn't didn't one of those guys like like kind of random guys end up playing for the globetrotters or something actually did was it johnny
0: Johnny rhodes did too okay yeah that's stuck in my head for some some reason johnny rhodes had had really strange hair because he had really super long dreads but it was also balding do you remember that When he got older, it was like really weird looking. Not (laughs) that I'm messing. I mean, man, we don't need it. Nobody at our age
2: needs to be making fun of shit like that.
0: I know. That's what I was saying. I don't care about anything. (laughs) So we went from the amazing visuals of that intro to the not so amazing visuals of our lovely made for radio faces. And people are already commenting on it in the chat room. I'm watching people. Jeff, the facial hair really ain't doing it for me was the first comment. <laughs> <laughs> and someone's asking about my – about someone asked it was a swing behind me. They're called bubble chairs. They hang from the ceiling. Yeah. I, and uh, – <laughs> What kind of swing is that, Larry? <laughs> it
2: looks like one of what those, like,
0: s and setups where, like, you've yeah.
2: got, like, the table and the, you know, the kind of torture setup on one side. <laughs>
0: No, 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 that over that's a guitar. And right here is, oh, you can't see my keyboard. I didn't have time to set the stuff behind me because I was working on all the technical stuff today to make sure we could do this live stream, et cetera. Um, the only thing I did do, I put this sweatshirt It's probably about oh, get over there. about 20 years old. I don't know. I was gonna hang I was gonna hang something up here. I, I just I didn't have time maybe for next week. No, I it's mean all, if
2: it again at a, at our age, if you can still fit in something that's 20 years old, that's pretty much a solid win. So roll with it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I barely fit into it, but also it's black, so it's slimming. Oh I'm yeah. Worried about my, my fat knuckle and yeah all the way to put on.
2: I mean I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of this whole video shit. Hey this is not you hey guys
0: <laughs> pa- Patrick Stevens is on. Let, let's add of course him, okay? he is. He's okay. timely. Yes. Mr. Patrick Stevens, let me know when you can hear us.
1: I can hear you right now.
0: Patrick, thank you so much. You, you've done this with us so many times over the course of the year since the show started seven years ago. Joining us on your craziest night of the year. So first, let me just thank you for joining us. It is, it is really great to have you. a pleasure to have someone of your caliber on the show tonight. And just so everybody else knows, Patrick Stevens, he does college sports for post sports, US lacrosse mag, plus many more. He's a bracketologist extraordinaire. You can find him on Twitter at Discourse. The I is a one, D1 Scourse, Discourse. discourse. Patrick, we're going to start with the easy one. What do you think? Sorry, go ahead. First, let me just think. That
2: was you talking to yourself, Larry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought Patrick was saying something to me. Uh, anyway, Patrick, we'll start with the easy one. What do you think of Maryland seed and their chances to advance?
1: Uh, well, first off, I'll be, I'll be perfectly candid. I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about the actual matchups right now. Uh, <laughs> but I would say the seeding is correct. And it, it turns out when you look at the seed list, they're actually pegged in the thirty-sixth spot, which means they would be a nine seed if there wasn't a little bit of bracket tinkering there that needed to be done, you know, with two one seeds in the Big Ten, there were some limitations as to what the committee could pull off. I will say this, that is a, that is a tough matchup. UConn's been playing really, really well. James Booknight, uh, a fantastic guard for them, missed about six games due to injury uh, in the middle of the season in January, early February, and they played really exceptionally well since he got back. So that's going to be a pretty tough test for Maryland. Uh, but I will say that I think that given their defensive acumen, and given the defensive acumen uh, of Alabama, who's probably waiting in the, in the next round, there's an opportunity there. I'm not going to sit here and pick Maryland to go to the Sweet 16, uh, but there are worse matchups, I think, for them uh, than either of those two. It is a kind of a toss-up, I think, though, whether they can actually get out of that first round. Although, historically speaking, uh, Mark Turgeon teams have done pretty well in those first-round games, It's the second-round games, that have proven quite a bit more nettlesome for them.
3: Patrick, seeding seem about right for you for Maryland. Where they where they went? Did they get a good not in terms of the actual matchup, but well, I guess somewhat the You have to include the matchup. But are they about where you thought? Did they get a fortuitous uh, draw, or is it a tough one in your in your view?
1: Yeah, I I I thought the ten was right. I mean, I had them as a ten, and like I said, the committee had them, you know, as team number thirty six. So they actually could have been a nine seed if if there hadn't been a glut of Big Ten teams in that one slash eight slash nine range to work with. There, uh, I, I think it's fine. I, I think if you're Maryland and you're sitting there and you're sixteen and thirteen or whatever you are, and uh, being a ten seed's perfectly fine. I think if you're Maryland and you were sitting there in mid mid to late January, kind of staring at a season that very easily could have spiraled out of control and didn't, uh, I, I don't think there should be any complaints, frankly about the actual November to March portion of assessing this season.
2: Hey, Patrick, thanks again for coming on. As Larry said, I'll make sure I get that check in the mail, so don't worry about it. It's coming. Um, I just wanted to ask what you thought about the seeding process overall, how the uh, the conference turned uh, selection committee did you know any snubs do you think do you agree with the syracuse being in and ahead of that play-in game over michigan state ucla or any other big issues that you have with the selections
1: yeah i mean there it was actually i thought a really a really by the numbers type of deal for the committee for the most part there, there's a few exceptions there you bring up you bring up the syracuse deal for sure Uh, I I didn't think Syracuse was going to make the tournament. They hadn't played particularly well away from home. Uh, Their victories away from home were at NC State, on a neutral floor against NC State, and at Boston College. Uh, And none of those teams were in the NCAA tournament. Uh, They'd done well in the Carrier Dome, as they often do. Uh, I thought that overall their resume was, frankly, pretty inoffensive. And so if they had made it, I didn't think you were going to be able to make a huge deal out of it. Go, okay, that's fine. That's, they're, they're not bad. And if they missed it, you could have pointed to any number of games that they could have won and didn't. I was, I did not expect them to be able to bypass the playing game. I'm, I'm catching myself here trying to say bypassing Dayton when everybody gets to bypass Dayton this year. <laughs> right. um, but uh, you know, you, you, uh, you, you kind of look at Utah state as the same type of team. I, I thought they would be in a play in situation and they're not. Uh, Michigan State, you know, when I just said about Maryland being sixteen and thirteen, Michigan State's fifteen and twelve, and was sitting there at eight and seven in early February. Uh, And if you had told them on May second after they lost to Iowa that they would be ending up in a play-in game in the NCAA tournament, I think that I think that they would have happily signed up for that at that point. So yes, there's some good wins that they picked up, but they also got the eight and seven. Uh, and those games still count too. We, even though I think we would all agree that Michigan State, in aggregate, is playing better than the you know the what the 40th best team or 43rd best team in the country right now. Uh, so uh, other I, other things that kind of stood out. There there were a few teams I thought that might have been had had seating that was a little overdone or underdone. I was surprised Missouri was a nine rather than a seven. A little surprised Clemson was a 7 rather than an 8-9 game. But if I'm saying these sorts of things, we're really getting into quibbles that aren't, probably aren't going to matter by the time we get to the second weekend of the tournament. Uh, further up the bracket, I, I'm a little surprised Oklahoma State, with its 10-quadrant one wins, didn't end up on the number three line, especially given how well they've been playing uh, of late. Uh, instead, they're a four-seed and, and a team that they just beat twice and haven't been playing especially great West Virginia uh, is a three seed. So so that's one of those things that stands out too. Uh, And on the other end of things, you you look at Louisville as the obvious team that, that probably should could feel like it's been seriously left out. Um, And and they had some issues with COVID throughout the season and only were able to get in 20 games. Uh, But but you look at them and, and they really don't have a whole lot going for them. Their only quad one win was, was at Duke, which, I mean, that's nice and all, but that's not a tournament team this year. Uh, so I, I did expect to see them in the field, frankly, before not just Syracuse, but also UCLA. Uh, and so I had, I had Louisville as a team that would not even have to be in a play-in game. Uh, so a little surprised there just because they hadn't really done much to mess up either. Uh, but when you also kind of dig into their results and they lost by 45 to Carolina uh, when they got back from their COVID pause and they lost by 14 to Duke in the ACC tournament uh, and they lost by 10 at home to Virginia to close out the regular season. You know, there's certainly some some things in there that, that make you think that it's not that unfair for that team uh, to be on standby right now uh, and, in the, and in the horrible position of rooting for somebody to have a positive virus test here in the next couple days.
0: Patrick, you follow Maryland very closely, obviously. And so I'm sure you've heard a lot of the, say, anti-Mark Turgeon sentiment among the fan base. How do you feel about him 10 years into his tenure? Do you share some of that? Do you think maybe is it time to move on? you happy with him as the coach? What are you thinking?
1: I think that he's owed $6 million still on his contract and that Maryland doesn't have that sort of money to pay in all likelihood. So beyond that, it doesn't really matter what I think. Uh, You know, I think I I, I tend to deal with kind of the reality of the situation. I I will say this, that this year kind of, to me, illustrated um, like the good end of of the Turgeon deal, that your floor is probably higher than a lot of other places would be similar programs. You know, and this is a season that, that frankly, I didn't have much expectations for at all. And to be able to squeeze an NCAA tournament berth out of it is pretty impressive. At the same time, when you're ten years in and you've had one sweet sixteen, and even that appearance was with a team that people thought was going to be better and frankly wasn't a lot of fun to watch play basketball just just as a as a as somebody that enjoys basketball without a rooting interest, that team wasn't a lot of fun to watch play so uh, you feel like the ceiling after ten years, you probably have a pretty decent idea what that is too so you know, the question becomes for Maryland, um, what, what do you want to be? Um, and, and you know what? I would say that it has not obviously been as, as good uh, as the peak of the Gary Williams era, and it hasn't been as good as the, as the couple peaks in the lefty Drizell years either. Uh, but there also haven't been uh, teams that have been embarrassingly bad either. There's been some embarrassing losses, but most teams have one or two of those uh, from time to time. Uh, so that's kind of the, I I think by now, you know, what you got one way or the other. And the question becomes for people higher up at Maryland, uh, that are getting paid a lot more than I am, uh, to decide, uh, if that's what they want. But I, I will say that there is some value in having a coach that has a floor, uh, that's a little bit higher than, than, for example, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't give any examples, but there's people oh, out there.
2: Oh, do give some
1: examples. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think I'll pass on the examples, but you can certainly <laughs> find some programs that have high opinions of themselves uh, that have probably struggled more than uh, more than they believe they ever should. Uh, and, and, and I can think of at least one in the Big Ten uh, that's like that. That uh, that, that you, you, when you look at it, there there there's no guarantees. At just about any place that you that you are immune from terrible seasons, and in fairness to, to Turgeon, uh, they haven't been terrible in its tenure. Patrick, you got a couple Cinderellas that jump out at you. Well, let's go bracket by bracket here. I'll give you one for I'll give you one for each of these, and I'm just kind of making this up on the fly. Like I said, I haven't spent a second thinking about thinking about uh, possible upsets and whatnot. I've had a lot of other things on my plate here the last few hours. I like UC Santa Barbara a lot. Uh, They catch a Creighton team that's got a little turmoil right now. Uh, And and UC Santa Barbara has a senior guard to Corey McLaughlin, um, Big West Player of the Year, second in the league in scoring, third in the league in assists, fifth in the league in steals, just your classic mid-major veteran guard. Uh, And they've lost only once since New Year's Day. So playing really well, that has the the look of a 12-5 upset. So does Winthrop and Villanova, uh, and not just because of Villanova having its injury issues, uh, Colin Gillespie, the point guard, out for the season. But Winthrop, too, uh, is is a team that has only one loss. They're 22-1 and just a a regular juggernaut in the Big South. I'll also say, I don't know if they can pull this upset, uh, but North Texas out of Conference USA is really good. Uh, And they got kind of a tough matchup with Purdue, but I do think that they can create some problems for the Boilermakers in that one Uh, in the Midwest. uh, You know, I would have liked Liberty to have gotten somebody other than Oklahoma state. Uh, I will say that Syracuse has been playing pretty well uh, of late. They beat Clemson and North Carolina this month. uh, And the last time that Syracuse barely avoided a play in game by the skin of its teeth, it wound up in the final four. Now, it had a big assist from uh, Middle Tennessee that year when they beat Michigan State. So maybe, maybe uh, you know, maybe Moorhead State will knock off West Virginia to open up things for them in that bracket. Uh, and then in the East, uh, gosh, um, I, do think, I do think Abilene Christian, with a really defensive-minded team, has a chance to create problems for Texas. UNC Greensboro would have been a team that I might have picked uh, against somebody other than Florida State, but I'm not going to pick them against Florida State at all. Uh, but I'll say this, too. You know, Colorado's been erratic, and Georgetown just put together uh, its best weekend forever. Uh, so maybe they keep that going. But you never know with one of these miracle runs. Sometimes the team has another great game in it, and sometimes it's out of gas. Uh, so, so maybe the Hoyas uh, can make things interesting against the Buffs there in that 5-12 game.
0: Patrick, we're gonna play fill in the blank. I'm gonna ask you five rapid fire questions. You say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay.
1: Uh
2: oh.
0: You got it. <laughs> You've done this with us before. You've done best- this
2: before. No excuses.
0: You, you got a, it. Not a piece, Stephen. I don't think I. I don't think I've done this before. But go ahead. All right, here we go. In the NCAA tournament, Maryland will make it to the round of thirty-two. Okay. In the NCAA Men's Lacrosse Tournament, Maryland will make it to the round of? Two. Not one. Oh, okay. Our that's complexity. technically not a round, Larry. Yeah, that's round true. Round two man. is the last round. If, if he thought they were going to win, he would have said they would have won. Okay. <laughs> Number of national titles Maryland basketball will win in for the rest of your lifetime will be?
2: <laughs> one. I'll take it. I'd take that. I'll
0: take it. Yeah, me too.
2: Even if you live to 130.
0: Yeah. Your all-time Terps starting five would be? All-time Terps
1: starting five. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's keep this easy. Bias Dixon. um, Bias Dixon. uh, Gosh. Uh, That's actually a really good question. Um, Joe Smith. Um, Baxter and mm. and well, John Lucas okay
0: surprised about Joe and Lonnie that's good though alright last one your Maryland score probably, a-
1: probably should have picked Tom McMillan but that's
0: okay no Joe Joe was oh he was so good okay. none of us were alive for Tom McMillan it's fine I was alive. I don't I barely remember that. Okay. Your Maryland scoring list is a pleasure to follow. I'm a stat nerd myself. Data and stat nerd myself. The other type of weird stats or data you collect is. Uh
1: let's go with uh let's go with officiating games worked in conferences, including the Big Ten. Wow. It's
0: always you- good to
1: know. It's, it's always good to know when it's bow time in the big 10 where does one he, procure such
0: details yeah. <laughs> that is that is obscure you 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 get them from the box scores so you go to every box score to collect this
1: yeah, is that's this a gambling game. advantage? wow no it's it's not I, I
3: i am not a gambler i'm joking i can't i couldn't see you as a gambler uh so then who is like on your power ranking, who's who's the best official in the country?
1: Best officials in the country. Um, You know, I think uh, the the guy out West, Vern Harris is really, really good. Um, When you kind of look at, uh, I'm trying to think here, because the big, the big 10 this year was kind of interesting. It it basically had a much, uh, a much tighter group uh, working a ton of games just in the league. But, you know, the guys that come to mind, John Higgins, comes to mind uh pat driscoll uh who works a lot of acc and big east games uh is definitely up there near the top of the list and keith kimball who who is very much in demand works a lot in the big 12 as well as dabbling a bit in the acc and the big 10 uh is somebody that that i think has been uh on championships monday a couple times here in the last few years
0: all right well that is definitely a nerdy stat to collect i must say i'm very (laughs) impressed I'm very impressed. I, I do similar stuff, so I love it. And pour
1: one out love for it. Carl Hess, man. I know. I mean, you know, did, did you guys see the story involving Jamie Lucky um, a couple weekends ago where he teed up somebody for James Madison and somebody, the coach asked, is that a technical foul? And and, and Jamie replies, it is today. Um, I mean, just <laughs> perfect you know, a perfect line there. It's like, that would have been, you would have totally expected that to be a Carl Hess story, right? Like you knew that there'd be one or two of those every season. So I, I I miss the King a lot. I I miss his, (laughs) I miss his work. Yeah. Well,
2: you know, they always got to make sure, you know, who the real star of the game is. So.
1: Well, I certainly tuned in to watch Carl Hess work a few times. (laughs) And Teddy V too, right? Well, you know, it's funny a true story here. I was in Denver for a first round um, involving George Mason back in 2008. And the first game of the day was Michigan State Temple. And it was tipping at like 10:15 local time in the morning. And there's hardly anybody in the building. And I'm feeling kind of sleepy. And out comes Teddy V, and he's just all super excited. And you can tell the man loves his work, you know? Like, he enjoys doing what he's doing. So, yeah, he can be a bit demonstrative. But there is something to be said for somebody that, that generally shows up in a pretty good mood and, and, and is, is enjoying what they're doing. So that's be better sure. than, no it's better than being surly all the time. His,
2: his enthusiasm is not the issue, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at, that's- I, I will say, at 10.15 at in the morning at an NCAA tournament site, that, that enthusiasm was definitely a welcome thing. It was, <laughs> it was the most I think anybody in the building had.
0: Patrick, we know you are super busy this evening with everything you got going on. Bracket night is your biggest night, so again, once once again, want to thank you for joining us and uh, love to have you back again. Obviously, in the future, you're so good at what you do, man. Thanks so much for having me. Have a good one. Thanks, right, man. Thanks. Get some sleep. That was Patrick Stevens? I'm not joking. Like I do the same nerdy stuff. And sometimes not even sports related. It's, I love He's that the king, stuff. dude. Oh, the He's yeah.
3: cool. You'll be like, Oh, wow, Hakeem Hart just passed Shaquille Clear's career scoring. <laughs> just random. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't, I would have thought he didn't score that many points. Or it'd be like some guy pops up that like Nick Bostic or something, some guy you haven't thought of.
0: In Nick 30. Bostic, yeah. oh my goodness,
3: <laughs> 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 Nick Bostic. Actually, and the attention span to do all that stuff and the refereeing, the referee stuff on the side, that's a lot of bandwidth. There's
0: a, there's no way Nick Bostick even has triple digits in points. There's no way.
3: The name that came to me, I don't even remember if he suited up. Did he play? Or did he I don't play? know. Was, was he on the so, Shane Walker plan? This is the name from my very <laughs> early years of following. I
0: can't. Him. I don't Speaking know. Digging through newspapers and, you know. Got a lot of comments about the referees in the chat room. Some of them talking about which ones they hate the most. <laughs> Someone asked me what documentary stats do I keep? I keep, oh, I have God. the nerdiest don't go one do, I have. Don't go down this road be, again. Just quickly. The nerdiest one I have is population, like metropolitan population sizes and growth projections. <laughs> That's my nerdiest one. Okay. All right. You're like Rain Man. As they, one does. They, they asked a lot of stuff in the chat room about the, about the officiating i think our our good friend poppy chulo is in i think so because he's someone is obsessively asking for don so
3: nick bostick transferred to duquesne from the room. that's right after maybe one year
0: wow see I now we remember
3: that. that's like early 90s stuff right there we've
2: yeah. all we've all learned something tonight that's yeah. good i feel like we Here can we- go go in peace
3: yeah, it's very uh, compelling podcasting.
2: Nick Bostick now sells, uh, sells insurance in, uh, in Piscataway. Yeah, in made a
0: video intro. <laughs> <All right. laughs> the, the video intro was pretty impressive. Thank you, actually, Hippopotamus, one more time. I'm going to do something here. Can you guys see that?
2: Oh, look at you.
0: Look at that. So fancy. So many, so many new gadgets to play with. So here's fancy. the bracket. This is the bracket. What do you think? Maryland Yukon. you why don't you guys let's all give our prediction right now? Where you where you got Maryland going?
3: Final four? What we? I haven't even had a chance. Like I tweeted this, but today was my wife's fortieth birthday, and being the terrible planner that I am, I planned a birthday dinner tonight a few weeks ahead of time, so I ran out and then this- <laughs> literally right after they announced that i tweeted and i ran like hell so this is the first time i've even like fully examined the bracket
2: yeah well i I would
3: i would figure that if you were
2: looking for disqualifiers in terms of uh, potential wives having a birthday on selection sunday once every seven years probably do it for me but that's just me jeff it's just me
3: I mean, the 40th, though, if it was another one, I could have kind of done a half ass deal, you know, but <laughs> 40th, I had to do the surprise party. So anyways, by now, I usually would have had the whole thing, like, dissected and had my teams that I loved. But I need to really – I need to go through this one and see who I like. I think Michigan, as the number one, to me, is starting to look a little vulnerable. They're not playing that well lately. They lost livers. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I haven't seen if there's any – uh, report he's,
2: on. he's done I think for the tournament uh, at least yeah. so yeah, I but mean, I, any-
3: I, I mean I mean I completely
2: agree and Michigan is is good across the board but man without livers and then you're looking at LSU who really gave one to Alabama today and st Bonaventure that really should probably be I don't know you could argue they're better than nine seed I mean that's that's a hell of a round 32 matchup right there I think it actually gets a little easier unless Florida State decides to get good and just with their physicality, they might be able to take anybody. But um,
3: I, love I don't know. I think know. Illinois is going to the Final Four. I They're mean, playing it's, really it's, well. I mean, Brad Underwood scares me a little bit. He's not very good in big games. And he hasn't really – obviously, at Stephen F. Austin, he had that huge upset over Duke. But otherwise, he's been a little shaky. Uh, so, that's the caveat with them is him and their lack of experience – in this position, but otherwise I think they're as good as almost anybody, except for maybe Gonzaga. Uh, But I mean, right now it's pretty much, you got to look at it as Gonzaga versus the field, right?
2: Well, and they've, they've pretty much got to walk in that bracket. I mean, that's, there's nobody on that side up until, you know, probably the regional final against potentially Iowa that that's even really scary.
0: They blew out Iowa earlier this year.
2: That's right. Um, The only the only part is having to do that again. Uh, I think Iowa's playing a little. You know, they lost themselves a little bit in the middle of the season. Seems like they've gotten a little bit better along the way. But I, you know, just looking at that, looking over there, I don't see. I mean, Oklahoma, Missouri, uh, Creighton. Yeah, they they kind they made it to the final and lost Georgetown, right? So, I mean, Virginia's not very good this year. USC, just I'm not sure USC is going to beat the play in winner. Uh, despite some of that uh, that Enfield uh, hype over there. Kansas is wounded. I, I,
3: Everybody I don't know. know. Except for Gonzaga and Illinois and Baylor. That's how you feel when you – not sucks. Sucks is going too far, but, yeah, it's uh, – I feel like I say this every year, but there's – there's going to be a lot of
2: ups. Well, isn't that the yeah. thing? Like, tip, I think, what, maybe two years ago, we had a really chalky tournament. and But that one going in, everybody thought it would be kind of wide open. Whereas this year and some other years, you usually have one, two, three dominant teams. And then you expect, okay, well, everybody else is kind of garbage or flawed. So we'll see those three teams in the final four and then whoever else makes it. And then it just ends up being completely wild. So. I still, I still kind of think based on the, the things we've experienced in COVID land mm-hmm. in sports that like the dominant teams will probably be there at the end, but everything else is going to be nuts. I mean, you, you just don't have – I don't think there's any guarantees when you're on a three, two or three line right now. I, I just, it just seems like everybody's been kind of neutralized to some degree uh, other than those just two dominant teams uh, that have been there all year.
3: And the big question from our point of view, I guess, is Is the Big Ten going to live up to the hype? You got yeah, five teams in every region, best team in history, or best conference in Ken Palm history, all this stuff. Last year, I mean, they lived generally lived up to it in the early rounds. You know, they usually win two out of three games in the first two rounds, or roughly, but We've said it before. I need to see like two of these teams make the final four this year or just kill the hype next year. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm a bit curious with the big 12 because they, you know, they seem to be owning kind of like the big 10 did last year. They, they seem to have a million teams between the three and the six or seven lines, but you know, are they any of those going to last past the, you know, other than Baylor, any of those going to last past the sweet 16? I'm not sure. Um, there's the PAC 10 PAC 10 is historically weak. Um,
3: yeah, they fall on their face every year. It feels like,
2: yeah. I mean, it, it's just until that, until that changes, that's just what we're going to expect. I think everybody's going to take Michigan state in the play in and then beating BYU, but I don't know. I just, I just don't feel it from that team. And it's not just because Maryland was able to beat them twice, but
3: yeah, they're not that just,
2: good. Yeah. they're just not that good. Uh, I'm shocked they made it in, frankly, uh, at that uh, at that 11 line. Um, I thought they'd either be, like, on the 10 line or they'd be out.
3: I feel like Iowa's defense will get them by the Sweet 16, their lack of defense. Uh, Ohio State, man, that guy just squeezes everything he can out of these teams. Like, their, their talent level is not up there with Michigan or uh, Iowa or Illinois. But Holman just gets the most out of those guys. Even today, I mean, against Illinois, they were dead several times, dead in the water, and they just kept coming back. And those are not, like, stud. He's got some nice players, but, you know, it's not it's not a star-laden team.
2: Uh, Washington's just a dude. Like, it seems like every time they're ready to give up, he just picks them up and carries them for a while, and that, that's good enough for them to kind of – you know, get to where they need to be most times. I don't know if he could do that for an entire tournament. I think a two seed is probably a little generous, but I mean, you're looking at all these teams, you know, between, you know, I, I guess the, the two seed through the four seed, there's not a lot separating those teams for me. So I yes, don't know.
3: What about I, I, Maryland? You should probably bring them up, right? Do we have to? I was trying, I'd rather talk about everybody else. <laughs> what, do about, what do we think about UConn? To me, it's uh, a little scary for them because UConn's a really good offensive rebounding team. They they got a couple big guys, both of whom Maryland really wanted. Uh, a cock, a cock, a coca. <laughs> Let me it again. Do it again. Because I interviewed the kid a million, not a million, a bunch of times, and every time I was like, I don't know how to pronounce this. A, a cook, a, it's a cook, a cook. Uh, and then Adama Sanogo, the other big guy, both of whom Maryland really wanted. The Nogo's been playing really well, like 16 or 13 and 6 a game in the past six or seven games. They hit the offensive boards pretty hard. I think Maryland can do a good job against those guards, but uh, those big guys might make it tough.
0: Yeah, so give, give your predictions. What do you got? How far
3: Maryland going? I'm with Patrick. I think round of 32. I'm going to get past UConn narrowly because this Maryland team is just such a tough a uh, desperate team that, you know, they re- refuse to lose is, is an exaggeration, but they play really hard. Yukon's not that good. They've played better lately. They're good. It's funny when you look at UConn because guys just dot their roster who Maryland wanted at some point, they've got like five guys who Maryland really wanted. So they've actually got some, some pretty good talent, but I feel like this, this Maryland team's good for a win after that. I mean, Alabama is so good. Uh, I just said that, that's going to be a really tough one. I would imagine. If they play Alabama, it's got to be at least an eight or nine point favorite. So I would say round of 32. And they got
0: a good coach at Alabama too, don't they?
2: <laughs> yeah, $16 million buyout too. <laughs>
0: yeah, a coach that many, many people would love to have. There's so many comments in here. I love it. Uh, round about 32. About the round of 32 is the general sentiment. Someone's saying they want to see Michigan losing. Second round, we know why, but anyone who dares to, to go up against them, Jawan Howard's going to kill their coach. So.
3: so Maryland's got a rival me, now to some extent, though. That's what are you going to do? Good news. Maryland's got a rival now. Organically, to some extent. Well,
2: they got to be able to beat them a couple times when it matters before it becomes a rivalry. I mean, it's same
3: thing as Penn State football. You know, yeah. a rivalry. If only one side. Although Maryland's, you know, they've won some g- basketball. Maryland's
2: Maryland's won some games. Maybe not when Michigan's been good. I mean, they weren't that great last year when they beat them at the end. You know. So it, it's. I don't know. It's it's got the the embers, if you will, of a rivalry if if they can be competitive with each other going forward. I would say.
3: Yeah. I've had my run-ins with plenty of fan bases. The Penn State fans absolutely despise me cuz I said something 10 years ago on Twitter about how they had a, a little bit of a cult culty vibe to them. Kansas fans hate me cuz I said Bill Self is a cheater, which Yes. <laughs> uh, man, when I posted that article about Juwan, those people went freaking insane. I did not realize I did not realize how rabid. I mean, I should have because it's Michigan and there's a million of them, but
0: uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty rough crowd online. There's a lot of comments or at least a few about Howard in the chat right now. So do we want to touch on that? The fiasco both would happen on the court. And then I don't know if you want to get into the shenanigans afterward. Yeah. The shenanigans afterward. I mean, what, it's not that weird that he would say what he alleged allegedly said. That's what you say. Anybody who's ever played sports in their life has made similar comments. Actually, I'm not that mad that he said it. You probably have to reprimand them if he did it. Cause it's not a good look, but yeah, I don't care that much. If you've ever played sports, you've said that stuff to people when it gets heated and you go up in their face, I'm, I'm going to kill you, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, the thing for me that bothers me more is afterward, it seems like he clearly talked to his lawyer. Okay, say it was self-defense, blah, 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 blah. And he went right down the thing, and I'm like, come on. That's the part I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's it's well, it's like
2: it's very similar to when uh, Larry turned around and said, what the H to that fan <laughs> who, was, uh, who was getting a little naughty.
3: And that made yeah. a lot of headlines. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Again,
0: that was the beginning of this show before we knew what the the rules were about cussing, and so I censored myself. Anyway, go ahead, Jeff. What were you we going to say?
3: <laughs> so, I mean, Maryland they didn't file a formal complaint to the league, but they informed, I guess you would say, the league that, that Juwan allegedly said, I'll fucking kill you, detergent, during the thing. Somehow there's no audio, which is a little suspect. hmm the big, you know, BTN obviously is not an unbiased. This is not, uh, you know, an unbiased outlet. So I can see them withholding it. Uh, there's no way to prove it otherwise. So what are you going to do? You can't make a big deal out of it, or you're going to end up looking like a whiner, you know, who's complaining because you lost. If he did say it, though, the huge difference between that and your example of when we were kids is that he's a professional coach in the league right. that... Takes itself it's kind of a hoity-toity kind of league. Takes itself very seriously. Uh, so if it was have been caught on audio, I have no doubt he would. You have to suspend him at that point. But otherwise, it's just one of those things that's gonna gonna go away. But I thought, yeah, the self defense thing was was funny. I mean, come on, uh, and the whole. I was raised in the South side and we were taught to defend I cut. Come on, man. I mean, you're not impressing anybody with that. That's
0: just silliness. That was, yeah. That's the part I d- thought was just Dude, BS. Mark, Mark
2: Turgeon's like five, 10, a hundred, nothing, man. You're like, you know, six foot eight, former NBA star. Like nobody's believing you that like, Oh man, Mark Turgeon was
3: coming at me with a clipboard. I didn't know what to do. I had to defend myself. It's like, come on, man. And the thing and, and Maryland's, what I've been told their complaint during the year was that he had been talking, basically talking trash to their bench and chirping at them often, which if, if you've even coached basketball on a youth level, you know, you don't talk to the other team. No. Players, you don't talk to their coach. You don't allow your players to engage their coach. That's like completely, that's not kosher in any way. And he let Hunter Dickinson, you know, mean mug Turgeon the, the entire first half of the first game, didn't have any problem with that. Didn't have problems with him going after him in the media, which I think most coaches wouldn't have done that. So he's a different, you know, it's a, he's a different kind of uh, well, those NBA guys who come to the league younger, a little more brash. So he he might you know see some things a little differently, but I mean, it'll it'll be forgotten. But you, you know, it'll mean a little bit extra to Maryland next year when they play Michigan. I'm you not know,
2: gonna lie, gonna I'm not gonna lie, I'm not happy about this whole reporting it to the Big Ten stuff i'm just not Mm -hmm. maybe you feel like you have to because of what he said but we all know what he meant if he said it there would be audio because there's like three people in the building so like you know it would have been picked up if it was said or if it was something else that was of a level that was like you know i gotta be concerned about my well-being kind of shit like it just it just it just all seemed very lame and it seemed like just
3: like throwing a Molotov cocktail through your window that night after the game. Yeah,
2: yeah, like, you know, just imagine, like, rolling up the team bus and throwing throwing rocks out the windows or something as they ball out. Like, I just – I don't know. I I, I assume there's a lot of gamesmanship going on here, not only with Michigan and what the way that Howard was acting, but with Turge maybe trying to get his guys fired up for the tournament and kind of give them – you know, that team only seems to get motivated when people – you know, put them down or make it seem like that they're, they're cooked. So I I don't know. A lot of this just seems like nothing to me. And it just got turned into such a, he said, he said back and forth. Whatever, dude, like just, they kicked your ass. So I
3: thought it was a big newsworthy story that got 80,000 page views. So I thought it was, you know, it was a great story. Pretty (laughs) Pretty much the (laughs) only person of everybody consuming it. Maybe multiple times.
2: The only person who's enjoyed this at all is one Jeff Erman who, who who got the scoop and laid it out there and bless you for it, because that's your job. But as a fan, man, I just I don't care. I, I don't. just don't, I just don't care. So whatever. Beat his ass next time. Throw throw a chicken wing at Hunter Dickinson if he comes back next year and do you know, handle on the court. That's that's my opinion.
3: Well the catch there. Is that he's got the number one class in the country coming in next year, so it's not a flash in the pan, most likely. Oh, uh, he's no. going to lose
0: his starting five, though, right? Because the the two underclassmen are NBA projections, and the three seniors, right? I don't know if Dickinson. I don't. He's think a he, tough call.
3: He's not a first round pick right now, I don't think. He's but again, yeah, he's
2: also like twenty six, and like you know, on his third degree. So him being a two and done, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And Michigan always seems to be the opposite problem that Maryland has, where they always have like one surefire NBA guy come back for no reason at all. Whereas you know, Maryland always seems problem. to lose guys. Yeah. yeah they, so they've,
1: they've I wouldn't been been. be
2: surprised if they're they're yeah. next year.
0: They probably will be. Not much happening in football. There was a commit in the middle of all of this craziness. Colton Deary, six foot two and a hundred and seventy five pound center. From Malvern Prep in Pennsylvania, 85-rated, three-star. Anything to say about this guy, Jeff? Yeah, they were really excited about him. I had heard the day before he committed that he
3: was going to come in on a visit with his family and probably commit the next day. I guess he wasn't able to make it, and so he just decided to go ahead and commit. Uh, he's one of those classic, like, Pennsylvania, gritty. He's wrestling. a wrestler. He's you a wrestler. 56-1 and career record. I think he's going to wrestle at Maryland. Uh, Penn State was recruiting him to some extent. I don't know if they were pushing for a commitment. Maryland was looking to take either four offensive, ta- excuse me, three offensive tackles and one center or four offensive tackles. They liked him enough that they took him, and they'll use the others for offensive tackle because that spot is, like, frighteningly thin right now on the roster. Almost all of their young linemen are interior guys. So they were really excited. He's the number three center in the country. Somehow he's a – three-star it's always weird with centers in the rankings you know to be number three in the country and be a three-star but
0: uh they really think he can be a good player and aj swan maryland commit was named the top performer at the elite 11 atlanta regional with a ton of great players this is huge news after recently being downgraded in his rating from 88 to 86 Let's see. It's got to come back up after that, right? He qualified for the Elite Eleven Finals, and now everybody's just worried that he's going to stick with Maryland because he's maybe making too much of a name for himself. Yeah. Those are <laughs> the
3: first two questions, right? Is he going to stay committed, and his rating going to go up? I think it's got to go. not got necessarily to go up. in that in that order. <laughs> well, his rating will go up if he switches to Penn State. No, I'm kidding. His uh, rating should go up. I can't imagine how it wouldn't because he's blown everybody away. And I asked somebody in Maryland the other day any concern about him looking around just because his options could expand with how he's playing. He said, no, he's, he's rock solid. And, you know, I think that they will add their other quarterback target, Jaden Soray from Wise. I think he'll commit
0: pretty soon also. That would be great. They need quarterbacks. Well, they've
2: also got that kid at uh, VMI since they're playing spring ball, and he's like been putting up some pretty pretty sick numbers. And VMI is generally not a good football program, so yeah, they've got a little bit of hope there in the depth behind Talia.
3: He might give him a little. He might give him a little uh, pressure in camp, from what I'm told.
2: You've been saying that for a while, so I I, 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 I mean, I'd be surprised, but that's that's a good thing. That is that is a good thing.
3: Leah is Locke's guy, the family. He's tight with the family, the whole Alabama thing. So if you're going to beat him for the job, you need to beat him by a little bit extra. Yeah. Right? But um, uh, from what they say, you know, it's going to be an open competition. We'll see.
0: Before we go on, a couple of common threads happening in the chat room here. Talking about Hurley and his beef with Turge. So that's interesting. And then Dickinson. Yeah, what was
2: that? The, um...
3: Yeah, we didn't touch on that.
2: Well, was that yeah. – is it the uh, Orlando tur- – or, or is
0: one of those island tournaments?
3: I think it was like Puerto Rico or Virgin Islands or something. Yeah. Like five or six years ago.
0: We had – we had Naki on right after that, and Naki did not yeah. hold back, crushed Hurley after that. And when Naki does that as someone in the industry willing to go out on a limb like that and say that stuff publicly, mm. Well, he was courtside. He
3: heard it all, and I mean – yeah. I don't remember now. I'd have to go back and read the article. What exactly set it off during that game? There was some sort of little minor skirmish, and I think Hurley and Turgeon traded words. And then, from what I was told, Hurley used word you know certain words that you haven't used since the playground back in the '80s. You know, that start with F and very derogatory kind of words. You know, insulting someone's manhood to the to Maryland's players, and uh, was yelling at them to meet him back
0: at the hotel.
3: Yeah,
2: I I thought that there was some there was some shenanigans like in the hotel after the game too or something like like it was like a not small deal. I don't know whether we reported it to the you know to the conference or they get their to on? yeah to to your your mom or or whatever. But um, I do remember there was some shenanigans, and I I imagine I imagine that story will be told in the locker room uh, this week. Yeah, because, they, uh,
3: they did not like each other. Hurley is a He's, a,
2: he's a jerk. He's yeah, a he, fucking he is, jerk.
3: He is. He's one of those guys, uh, even more so than his brother. He's just, and he's done a good job. He's done a solid job there. Um, after Kevin Ollie, he's been, rec- like I said, he's been recruiting well. He got four or five guys uh, Marilyn wanted, but yeah, he is the polar opposite of Turgeon personality wise. So there, that'll be an extra little interesting twist motivation to this game, I would think, even though it's you're looking back five or six years.
0: Maybe Terzian's, like, low-key passive-aggressive, and he just slowly undermines and forces these other coaches to explode at him, and that's what's going on. It's all
2: part of the secret plan. He's
0: <laughs> yeah. like, just act like yes. a
2: – You know, he acts like a mild-mannered Kansas guy, just, you know, all shucks. Everybody's terrific, but secretly he's, like, poisoning (laughs) the well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy that. Yeah, no, me neither, me neither. No, we have a wonderful non-rev update from our boy, Wheels. Here we go, Wheels.
2: I can't hear shit, so Maybe. I hope that's playing. Oh, you can't? <laughs> no. no. It's actually better this way. Maybe I just don't have to listen to it. No, it's more fun to talk.
3: What are we doing here, Larry? <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently it's playing. Yeah.
2: We're fucking it up by talking at the same time. <laughs> It's probably not what Larry wants us to be doing right now.
0: I got to pee. All right. All right. So here's the thing is I think the people in the chat <laughs> could probably hear that. Can you guys chat room, please let me know if you're watching the live stream and you could hear, Oh, it's not playing for them either. <laughs> so They heard nothing The though. I was time. right the whole time. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Well, you, you made it funny, and I'm like shushing you guys because you're talking over it. I could hear it just fine. Okay. See, it's your like, interface
2: has betrayed you,
0: Larry. It's saying, Larry, give us the update. The big thing is that the Maryland women won. Brenda Freeze won again, 11 out of 14 possible titles. And he also researched the women's golf recruiting tactics that we talked about last week oh but he said basically what he said was no word on that yet so our first time <laughs> our first time streaming live to youtube we will have to fix that now i'm pretty sure my closeout music isn't going to work either so we won't have that either <laughs> but <laughs> but at least <laughs> but at least i know that now everyone's saying no so that was a minute of dead air thank you guys not for- completely dead air I know. Good job, you guys, (laughs) for making it less dead than it could have been. All right. You're welcome. We're going to end with two episodes ago we did the game called What If? And it went really well. There was a ton of conversation about it on the message board. And so I've got another one for you guys. What If? Six of them, three for each of you. You guys remember how it works. I'm going to give you a what-if scenario. If something throughout the history of Maryland had happened differently, you're going to have to say, what would have happened had this alternate course taken place? We will start with Jeff. What if Len Bias hadn't died?
3: Wow. Uh, That's dark, man. (laughs) Who knows how many titles the Celtics win. You know, that changes the course of the late 80s much of the 90s maybe who knows maybe that maybe he steals some of Michael Jordan's shine uh obviously you know I was pretty I was only nine years old when he died so it's hard for me to give firsthand perspective on how great he would have been but uh clearly it could have changed could have changed the the course of the late 80s and early 90s or full 90s NBA and Maryland fans would not kind of have that hole in their heart that a lot of them do, especially the ones who are, you know, in their 50s, 60s, who, who fully experienced the bias years.
0: I kind of thought you might take the, the Maryland angle on that. Like what would have happened at Maryland? There would have been no sanctions. There would have been no Bob Wade lefty. would have stayed longer. Even the football team was great at that time, and they felt the repercussions of it as well. True. Like the, the entire Maryland athletic department was destroyed. After maybe that, we don't Not, even end up. We don't end up with Gary. Maybe don't end up with Gary. That's very possible.
2: You just depressed the hell out of me. So thanks, man. That was that was great.
0: I know, but it's an interesting. Just imagine the course. How the how different the course history would. have been. You could argue all
2: right. that all of, uh, very much of basketball history was changed by that in in a negative way.
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff was. Yeah. I remember. So fun, fun times, remember, guys. Fun. Woo. I remember. Okay. Paul, what if Kevin Plank had not gone to Maryland?
2: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, for one, we'd probably still be in the ACC. I think Maryland's basketball team would probably be slightly better in, as a program than they are right now. I think Under Armour, frankly, has been a hindrance to their recruiting and to their branding. Um, but football would be a mess. Football would be, uh, I'm not sure they would have ever been able to really make the decision to focus on football at all. I think they just would have had to, you know, keep on keeping on and hope that things worked out right with whatever, you know, bargain basement hires they decided to go with. Okay. Not that they didn't do much better with the hires, but it's, it's about resources. You know what I mean?
0: And that leads right into the one ahead for Jeff. What if Maryland hadn't left the ACC?
3: Um, If they hadn't left the ACC, they'd be like going to play it against sports to buy their uniforms (laughs) and stuff every year. Don't make fun of Ollie's bargain bin, man. The guy just died. Sad. Yeah, they'd be dead broke. Uh, You'd still have Duke and Carolina and Virginia and whatever else. But that stuff was getting watered down by the pit rivalry and all these other schools uh, by the end. And the ACC in basketball, the past few years, is kind of falling off a little bit. That's just the past, you know, they'll probably come back. Uh, Maryland would have done better in football, though, clearly. I mean, the step up from the ACC to the Big Ten in football has been enormous. And, you know, for Mark Turgeon, I don't know, honestly, if he's still at Maryland, because they, they were struggling in the ACC. Once they made to the move to the Big Ten, as much as the Big Ten, obviously, like we said, is Ken Palm, Sweetheart, and everything like that, most years over the past 10, 20 years, it's tougher in the ACC. So when they made that switch to the Big Ten, they started finishing a lot higher in the standings. Not to say that he hasn't done a good job competing in the Big Ten, but it was a lot rougher in the ACC. So long story short, football would be winning more, basketball would be winning less, and They'd be very broke. Well,
2: we would have also kept our uh, longstanding historic rivalry with Pitt.
0: So that would have been important. Funny comment in the chat room. Jeff Capel would be threatening to kill Tershwin. <laughs> 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 they, they hadn't left the ACC. Okay, Paul, for you, we're going way back now. What if Bear Bryant hadn't left Maryland for Alabama? Wow, good luck what the fuck do i know man that was like 70 years ago (laughs) yes i mean i don't know
2: the korean war would have never happened because (laughs) you know a butterfly flapped its wings and then somebody farted bird stadium and you know bear Bryant stays at maryland and wins 13 national championships and
0: yeah that's what i was hoping you get to you know
2: the korean government decides that it's not worth the fight Nick Saban
0: know. would be at Maryland right now, winning six out of twelve titles. I, I somehow suspect he hired, Lee he hired Lee Corso, and you wouldn't have had
3: that super fun fact to say to people. Did you know Lee Corso coached at Maryland? <laughs> yeah, See?
2: that's true. Yeah, probably I, I, I somehow think that Bear Bryant would probably not have repeated his, his success uh, at Maryland. I mean, Jim Tatum was still pretty good, right? And he I mean Maryland was Maryland kind of. Kicked ass through most of the, the 50s and then, you know, early 50s doing at that. least. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so. get
3: Bear
0: Brian on next week's show and we'll ask him. Okay. There you go. Hey, Poppy Chulo would like you to get Brian Don on. It's Brian, nope. right?
3: Brian Don. Don. Uh, no, I'm at the point where he's asked so much that I'm just not going to do it. You're still going to do it. Okay. I just thought <laughs> it's pass. the
0: principle of the thing now. He's, it's just like now. He's.
3: Nah.
0: he's, he's He's, been, he's already asked in the chat room. Okay, Jeff, what if you hadn't gotten into sports journalism?
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> I've thought about it. That's really scary. You know, most people have no idea what they're going to do. Even in college, they take some major. And 95% of the people I would say who I went to journalism school with did not are not in journalism anymore. Like, I'm, I'm the only one dumb enough to still be doing it. Um, I'd probably be in some sort of communications or other writing, like the two things I loved growing up were writing and sports. So it was so automatic for me that it's hard to even think of what else I would be doing. I don't like sales. I hate, I hate being pushy, you know, despite my like promotions of the site, I, I don't like doing that stuff. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in sales. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I honestly don't know. Thank God. I, thank God I fell
0: into this, I guess. Okay. Paul, last one. What if you found out the world was ending in one hour?
2: Well, (laughs) 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 I mean, first of all, I would think, well, you know, that's better than a Mark Turgeon extension. So, you know, I guess (laughs) it could be worse. And then, uh, you know, I'd probably have to go upstairs and find my wife. And, you know, I'm not (laughs) talking about that part. I don't know. Why did I get the weird one? Jeff got the nice, nice, you know.
3: That was awesome. Thank you,
0: Larry.
2: The nice career one in retrospective. And it's like, hey, Paul, say something ridiculous.
0: Go. Uh, Yeah. Well, you're good at the witty one-liners, Paul. I'm just trying to set you up.
2: Uh oh, man, I'm tired, dude. It's been a it's been a long week. I'm I'm happy that like I said, I, I, I post something this morning just saying, man, you know, for all the all the back and forth about Turgeon and this, that, and the other thing, man, it's really nice just to know you're gonna turn on that TV at six o'clock on a Sunday and know that your name's gonna get called and then you get to do all this fun stuff kind of. Well, there's some shirt coming up whoa. to the
0: end there. That was heart attack time, man. I will say when One I when I saw left.
2: when I saw like Wisconsin as a nine I was like, ooh, okay. They've been struggling recently, but mm, maybe, maybe those bottom tier Big Tens are are going to get the shaft here. I saw Rutgers get that one ten. I'm like, okay. I don't know. It's probably the ten or the eleven play in, and you see Michigan State get the eleven play in. You're like, okay, that ten has to be us, and it was. So um, it was definitely a little Still- more drama than than was necessary. But uh, I, I don't, you know, like I said, I I don't hate the. I don't hate the bracket for Maryland. If you're going to have to play a team, you'd rather play a team like UConn, who's been a bit inconsistent. They've turned on late since uh, what's his name? Uh, B- I don't have to say his last name. Booknight, B- Booknight. I don't know. Booknight, Booknight. Yeah. Since since he came back, they've been they've been really good. But they've also played nobody this year, so you're not sure exactly how good they are. Um, and in Alabama, yeah, they're really good, but they're also kind of a. Kind of a young team with not a lot of tournament history. You don't, you know, it's it's it, that's the type of team you'd rather take your take your shot with uh, with a with a pr- fairly veteran Maryland team. Um, that, I think they got a good places. shot. So I I wouldn't say good anything, but I do think uh, you never asked me my prediction. I will go on the record. I I do think they should beat UConn. I think Morseel can shut that guy down. Sanogo is really good, but I I don't think they're good enough like in the games in the Big Ten where we've seen a a Coburn or or someone or a Garza. They actually held Coburn pretty well in the Illinois game, but um, I don't think he's good enough to take over a game on the inside and really exploit Maryland's uh, defensive hole. And I think it's like first one to 60 wins, and I I, I suspect it's going to be Maryland. I'm probably wrong. That's what I do, but um, I don't know. I think Bama beats uh, the Fighting Patinos, and then uh, they – I mean, Maryland's going to lose that one eight or nine out of 10 times, but you know, I, I feel like if you if you got to face a two seed, that's not a terrible one to face.
3: If they lose to Alabama, it's going to be just exhausting listening to the Nate Oates talk.
2: The narratives are going to be really bad on this He's
3: one. So unrealistic with that from the start, like the guys making big money, you would have had to pay 5 million, four and a half, at least. There's a million other teams who would pay him that much. Second, He's just starting to build things there, so he's probably not going to hop. And third, there's a certain way of recruiting at Alabama that does not fly at Maryland. That's as far as I'm going to go with that, but I don't think he'd be getting quite the same caliber of kids uh, if he was at Maryland. So that one was super unrealistic. It was kind of this year's version of Chris Beard from a few years ago where everybody convinced themselves Maryland could get Chris Beard. So if they lose to Alabama, the Oates thing is going to probably – last for a while
2: yeah talk. and that's not even considering number four his like 16 million dollar buyout so uh it, it sucks because i love him and i think he's going to be he's going to he's going to leave alabama for a, a real blue blood somewhere and win 800 games but uh
0: take over at duke after Kay leaves. what are you gonna do years?
3: he'll go somewhere top level I
2: mean, yeah they might be too stupid to hire someone outside of the k family good
0: Good, because no one else has done very well. I think it's I
2: ludicrous through. if they go that route, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did.
0: Yeah. Before we end, I'd like to remind everybody about the IMS Radio Bracket Challenge. We're all going to join, and we're going to try and get Walt, Naki, and some of our other friends of the family, friends of the show to join. Be, it's always fun to play with those guys. No money involved. But if Maryland gets to the Elite Eight, yes, the Elite Eight, the top 20 finishers will get a one-year subscription to Inside Maryland Sports if they do not, which is obviously more likely. The first-place finisher (laughs) will will get a one-year subscription. Second place will get a six-month subscription. And either way, what do we say? The top three are going to be able to submit five questions that we'll ask on the show. Maybe we've been trying to get them on the show to ask live. We've done that in the past too. But the top three will get to ask questions that we will answer, answer. You'll ask, we'll answer live on the show.
2: Or ignore. We might ignore them. I mean, but or, we'll we'll read them out and then and say sorry we're not answering that because yes. that's a stupid fucking question.
3: Yes. Yeah, after about what Bear
0: Bryant never left Maryland.
2: Yeah, like some dumbass question like that.
0: That was that was a good question, man. <laughs> that was so good. Dude, I like that was so, so long ago. Yeah. yeah. It's not unanswerable. If you well, it's, had it's, any creativity, come on. Just kidding. Okay, asking a lot was, of my brain. It's a bad right one. It's a bad one. I, got, I had six. Paul, you <laughs> didn't like. You didn't like any of yours.
2: I didn't. I didn't like any of them. You gave Jeff the good ones. Yeah,
0: you he, liked the Kevin Plank one. That was good. Right? No, that was
2: good. That was good. I'll give you that one. One out All of right. three.
0: Four out of six. Okay. You're you're, back. Right. you're 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 going to the Hall of Fame. Three
2: Thirty Three.
0: three Thank you, everybody, for joining us live tonight. Little bit of an experiment. We beta tested one time, but going live is a whole different ballgame. Obviously, we had a little bit of a glitch with me playing the non-res report from Wheels. We're gonna work on that. But overall, I think pretty fun. I'm excited to watch it back. There's a lot of chat going on. I love the interactive chat room. And so we're gonna we're gonna keep this format going and, and just try and keep improving on it. And I had some playout music, but I'm not gonna play it now because. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear it. <laughs> no one's going to be able to hear it. So instead of that, we'll just say thank you guys for joining us. Thank you to Patrick Stevens. He is at Discourse with a one instead of the id one S C O U R S E. Follow him on Twitter. We will see you guys next week.